Welcome to the Human Experience Podcast. It is a personal transformation podcast, focusing on improving your life, business, and your relationships. Hosted by Eldin Hassa, a mindset coach, relationship coach, author of a self-help book titled, Are We All Fucked?, which is a step-by-step guide to becoming a best version of yourself. Available on Amazon Worldwide, and also on his website, eldinhasser.com. Eldin is also a spiritual teacher, public speaker, workshop, and seminar facilitator, and a successful property investor and developer, with passion for transforming lives globally for over 15 years. We have over 2 million downloads of our podcast. As a thank you, get a free copy of Eldin's book on his website, eldinhasser.com. Also, we are hosting a free Peak Mindset Masterclass. Get your free ticket on his website, formulaeq.com, or find the link in this podcast. Hurry, seats are limited. Share this podcast with your friends and family and help our mission to empower humanity. Please remind yourself every day how amazingly awesome you already are. Thank you and welcome your amazing host, Eldin Hassa. Uh, welcome everyone to the Human Experience Podcast. My guest today is Jocelyn Bellows. She is uh, an avid mountain climber. Amongst many things, uh, she has her own podcast. Uh, she works as a transformational coach and her business is called Break Up to Wake Up, correct? Correct. Um, so she's from United States, Colorado, and she helps people to have profound transformation from inside out and improve in every area of their lives. So please welcome Jocelyn. Could you kindly introduce yourself to our audience? Hi, Ellen. Thank you so much for having me on the show today. Um, my name is Jocelyn Bellows. I, I live outside of Denver, Colorado these days. Um, and I am a breakup to wake up coach. And I want to talk a little bit about what that means. And then I'll get into my hobbies and fun things. Break up to wake up is really about breaking up with the relationship with yourself, the the things that no longer serve you, the stories that you've told yourself for a lifetime about how you're unworthy or um, unworthy of love or unworthy of receiving the the money that you know that you're you're worthy of or whatever your unworthiness in in any way. Um, And waking up to being the most amazing beautiful person that you were always meant to be, the, the one that your soul arrived on this earth to be. Um, so that's really what it's about. It's not about external relationships. It's really about the relationship you carry with yourself um, throughout your lifetime and how you, you can shift those limitations and breaking free of those limitations to a liberated life where you get to live fully and abundantly and joyfully the way that you're always intended to. Um, so that's a little bit about the, the break up to wake up, but I, and thank you for mentioning the avid mountain climbing. <laughs> So I do live in Colorado, and I'm about uh, maybe 20 minutes from the foothills of the Rocky Mountains. Um, and if you go a little further out, we've got some these amazing things called 14ers, which are uh, peaks that reach over 14,000 feet. And there's 52 of them in in the state. So the thing that Coloradans do is hike to the top of these things for, for fun. Um, so I'm one of those. <laughs> That's amazing. As well. But I really liked the aspect of how you are helping people trans- to transform by 
going inwardly and improving their relationships with oneself, which is the foundation for happy and healthy life to be fulfilled and to have joy and bliss within your life. So I really like that. How did you start? What inspired you to start on this beautiful journey and helping thousands of people for the last number of years? Yeah. So the reason that I really started was because it's my own journey. Um, a few years ago, when I did move to Colorado, I, I realized very quickly um, that the life that I had been leading wasn't a life that I was feeling fulfilled in. Um, I had moved here with my now former husband and our young child. And in order to, to make this move, I walked away from a pretty prolific career and we had owned a very successful business as well. Um, and from the outside, people could very easily look at our life and say, wow, they just had that idyllic life, right? Um, I was making very good money. Um, the shop was, our, our business was doing very well. It looked like there was harmony in our life and we had this healthy young child. Um, and in order to make this move, I had to walk away from that, that I chose to walk away from my career. And shortly afterwards, we, we did close our business. However, looking at my life in that time span, I was very unfulfilled in many aspects of my life. And I really took assessment as to what was happening and how I was showing up in my life. And I will tell you, I didn't know any of this necessarily. What it really was, was I had space in my life for the first time. I'd, my life had been so busy, not, not productive, busy, that I never took the time to actually acknowledge what was happening within my being. And when I started to do that, when I started to space in my life, I started recognizing um, where I was feeling unfulfilled. And you know, I, was, I was eating to fill some void within my being. I was unhappy. I cried a lot. Um, I felt uncomfortable in my own skin. And there was just a point, there was a day in which I was like, this is done. I'm done living this way. This is not going to be how life is going to be. And I didn't know, I didn't know what I was sort of diving into at that point. I will tell you that I knew it was probably more out of looking around me and seeing or observing that other people were living a very joyful and seemingly full life. And that just didn't, I didn't feel like, I felt like I was on the outside of that. Um, so shortly after, you know, as I started to discover this, I, I decided that it was time for me to end my marriage. There was a lot of things that were happening within that, that, that were no longer, that were limiting for me. So I, I did end my marriage and I began working with my first life transformational life coach. And I didn't know what coaching was. I'd been in therapy for 15 plus years of my life and felt that I never had seen a lot, any rapid change within me. And so I thought, okay, well, I'm going to try coaching, right? I don't know what coaching is. I don't know anything I'm walking into. I'm going to try it and see what happens. And within the first three months, I know how much my life had changed. I recognized that the relationship I had with my former partner had, had changed drastically. And although we were no longer together, and, and I had harbored a lot of anger and resentment throughout most of that time with him, I could look at him with love and anything that, you know, he could say to me that might've been hurtful and damaging and you know, and understanding that that was his, it no longer affected me. It was like, I had this, I was able to beam out love and love just allowed everything to sort of melt away. And 
that was in three months. That wasn't just three months of how much my life had transitioned. And, and that void that I was trying to fill through food or through people or that loneliness that I felt my entire, for my entire life was seemingly gone. And my, my cup was full with me and me alone. There was no one outside of me that needed to do it because I was, I was within my own being. And I started really sharing with my own journey very publicly. And it was that point. And I was sharing that to, to really embody vulnerability. Because so I didn't really, it, it didn't care about what people were sharing. It wasn't, it wasn't about that for me. It was, hey, people, this is what's going on in my world. And that was it. Like, I didn't consider anything beyond that. It was like, this is just what's happening. And I'm going to put it out there. It was part of my own healing process. What resulted is for people reaching out to me. And all of a sudden, I'm the beacon. All of a sudden, I'm the one, the lighthouse for other women that were going through very similar processes. And, or they were sending their friends to me um, and, and saying, you know, you've done it, so how, how do I do it? So that's really how the journey began, was, was because I, I, I had to live it. And, you know, sometimes our most challenging, darkest parts of our lives are where the greatest nourishment an experience can truly be. Yes, I agree. And you saw it after a while as a blessing, as a stepping stone to your now amazing life that you feel profoundly happy and fulfilled and you can truly be your true self, you know, unapologetically and authentically, right? What I really like about mm -hmm. how you described it, because a lot of people I know that they, they go through life almost like uh, on, a, on a sort of rinse and repeat, like on a hamster wheel, right? They, they are busy, you know, like busy with, you know, just getting married and then having children, raising children, um, you know, and go to bed, wake up in the morning, do the things they need to do for their children, for the school, for their work, for their job, for their business, then they go to, so you just repeat. And they never really stop. And I have had a number of ladies that I've worked with who came to see me, who have said that even though some of them remained in a relationship, but there was something in their life which triggered them to step back, to evaluate. Rather than judge, they evaluated and they said, oh my God, I met my husband when I was in my you know, early 20s. So I was just very young. And all this time I was busy with so many things. I never had space to really learn who I truly am as a being, as an individual, right? You know, I had all these labels, I'm a mother, I have this job, I have this profession, but I never truly knew within my being who I was. So I can relate to what you were saying through these experiences that I have had with other people. And I've had some experiences in my own personal life many years ago, which are very similar. And I think what is important to have that space of mm -hmm. solitude and silence whether you can do that within your existing relationship or you know if the relationship isn't in alignment with who you are is not working out maybe it's good time to part you know but you know each to their own people can choose and decide but i really agree with you it's so important that we have this foundation of finding out within our being who we truly are and start mm -hmm. living in congruence with our soul 
yes. with our being. And I think this is when the magic starts happening. Yeah. And I can see magic in your life. You, you are thriving in your coaching business. You are creating some incredible, inspiring content, both video and podcasts. And it's, I command you for that. You know, it's amazing. Thank you. I, I appreciate that. And, that, and that's just, and, and number one, yes, thank you for um, acknowledging what I'm up to. I, I, I want to really wish you, so it's, it's about understanding what's possible, right? Um, we talk about limitations. We've all done it to ourselves over a lifetime. And there's these tracks that, you know, we've been created, like I'm 43. And my, so my tracking and my brain of, of how I was going to show up and how I was going to respond in certain circumstances had been created for 40 plus years of my life. And, you know, I, I had to start, you, you start to evaluate, like, what is still working for you and what is not because that you it gets to a point where yeah you are limiting yourself like you you tell yourself over time i'm not capable of you know creating this thing or or i'm not capable of having that type of friendship or that kind of income or whatever we say that to ourselves we may not say that as those words specifically but we take actions that support that limitation and when you start to remove that, when you start to get, you're not, by doing that, you're, like, you really need to get to the root, not the symptoms, um, but the root of the reason why you've, you've said this to yourself for so long. Because our minds, um, in, in our 3D culture, our 3D world, we give our mind so much power to rule our world. And the reality is, what really is ruling us our, as individuals is our heart and our, our gut. And when we drop into our being, we kind of have the ability to turn off our minds or be observant of our thoughts, but realize that our thoughts are only, are only our thoughts. They don't actually exist. Or we shift the thoughts to areas where they're positive and they're fulfilling and sustaining for growth. We get to now lead with our hearts, lead with our guts, and our bodies start to, to be the things that step in front. And that's what starts to lead how we start to shift how we live our life. Yeah, so one of the things that I, I work on, it's probably one of the first, it is it's the second exercise that I work on with every single client. The first exercise is about visioning what your life wants, what you want your life to look like. And that could be any number of things. It can be, you know, just how you want to show up for yourself, how you want to show up in, a rela in relationships. And when I say relationships, I mean friendships and romantic and any, any relationship you have outside of yourself. Um, you know, the, your financial stability, your schedule, your friendships, whatever it is, we vision that first. And we write it and we do a couple exercises around that as well. Then we step into an area where we start to define our values. And our values are a beautiful roadmap to how we to show up in our life and how we choose to decide to live. Um, a lot of people, it's interesting, I don't know, I don't know if you, I'm sure you've done it, um, but a lot of people believe that they have a sense of what their values are, but have never really sat down and written them out. So that's something that I really focus on. Like we spend an entire session, or I should say homework, around our value systems. Um, and then into finding them and then putting those values somewhere where you see them every single day. And when you start to embody that and imbibe that into your being, your body will actually respond when you step outside of that value. 
um, a case in point, I'll take an example specifically. This, is ha this happened to me just a few months ago. Um, I also, you mentioned earlier, I have a podcast. Um, I had asked someone to be on my podcast and it was a result of, I was um, guesting on his show. And when he showed up on screen, I was like, wow, this person's really interesting and I would like to get to know him better. And instead of me saying that and being just you know, upfront with like my intention, I asked him to be on my show. Now, yes, did he fit the bill of the type of guest I have? Yes. But I was out of integrity of why I was asking. Well, integrity is one of my, one of my values. And because I knew I was out of integrity of my ask, I actually had physical pain in my body. My throat tightened and my kidneys um, got really painful. And so my, your throat is your area, your center for um, communication. And for me, and this is the kidneys, it's like your point of release. And so I knew my physical body was, my physical body was responding because I was out of alignment with my own value system. And so I went back and actually communicated why I really asked him. You know, and then it's, it's a moment, and the moments I did that and was very clear about my intention, that pain disappeared. It was gone. It was magic. <laughs> Incredible. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's great. I mean, what you are doing, and uh, I, I really admire your current journey with everything that you do. And I also agree with when you said, you know, you help your clients to focus on their values. You know, lots of people, they have very little clarity, you know, and that is part of the living in the life of sort of rinse and repeat, you know, so everything is the mm -hmm. same and no clarity of, so, you know, people want to have, you know, if you ask them to have this wish or like New Year's resolution, I should do this. I wish to travel to Europe. I wish to do this. I wish to improve my body. I wish to lose 70 pounds of body weight because i've been overeating and filling up the void or whatever you know drinking two bottles of wine and that whatever it was that could be detrimental for them but they never stopped to evaluate right and to have the clarity of what their life should look like in a year from now and then have a blueprint have a roadmap to get to them get them to that point right i mean coaches they don't ask people to run a marathon if they've never run a marathon in their life like today you know, we, we say, okay, marathon is in 12 months. So what can we do? What are the three things we can do every day or every week to get you to be in the, you know, fitness shape in both mind, body and spirit to get to be able to run that marathon. So it's kind of like that, but without clarity of what they want to do, could be a marathon, could be, I don't know, could be a new job, a pay rise, improve their relationship, make more money, have a, you know, uh, promotion, whatever it is that their goal is, um, you know, grow their business by 10 times, whatever that is, whatever it looks like for them, we are here to help them achieve those goals. But a lot of people seldom write their goals down. They have them somewhere in the head, you know, amongst all the other junk, eight hours of binge watching on Netflix, and they have their goals somewhere there in the background. So it's no clarity. And they also, the goals keep shifting because they probably have at the same time the belief 
the mental rehearsal, I don't deserve it. I'm not good enough. I'm not gonna, never going to get it. So what you and I do is help people to have clarity and also then help people have clarity. What are the limiting beliefs which are going to be an obstacle for them to get to where they want to get? Mm -hmm. And I think that's very important as well because you can have goals, but if you don't look under the hood, as we say, and find out what is going to potentially limit you or what has been limiting you for all these years, you're going to struggle. You're going to have, you know, you're going to be encountering these obstacles. You might produce some results, but never satisfactory or sustainable results, right? Right. And I, I so the word that, that as I'm listening to you, the word, there's a word that keeps popping in my head. And so when, when I have words like that, I, you know, that's my intuition telling me that there's something there. But the word sabotage. Yeah. is coming through. And I think many, I believe that many, many people carry some level of sabotage, self-sabotage within themselves. Self-sabotage or self-abandonment, right? Um, and and you, although the words are different, the, the, there's a lot of similarity there. Of you set this big goal for yourself and somewhere along the way in that journey to, to that particular piece, and that's just a milestone, by the way, that's not it's not the end point, it's just a milestone. Um, there are, this is where your limitations, your, your limiting beliefs start to come in and to play. You say, okay, I'm here now. I'm setting this goal to make, let's say, $120,000 by next year. Um, and somewhere along the way, as you start to travel towards that, the limitations come through. And then you start, you know, like, oh, how could I ever do X? Or the self-doubt comes through. And those are the things that start to allow you to break away from. And it starts, that's where the sabotage comes in. That's where the abandonment, those are the, that's where those, those theories come into play. And so, you know, when we get, you know, that's why I think our work is so important. When we get to understand what's at the root of, of why we say those things to ourselves, then actually just acknowledge them and love them and then release them. Absolutely. Because they, they were there somewhere along the way to serve a purpose. They didn't just come out of nowhere. They served a purpose. Be grateful for that purpose. And then you get to move past it, move, move beyond those pieces to where you can actually start to attain those, those goals. You know, when, when I decided to end my marriage, I knew pretty definitively that I had to, that for me, I had to. Um, I had no idea what the other side of that mountain was going to look like. It felt like a mountain to me, right? I had no idea. How was I going to sustain? How was I going to support myself? How, what was love going to look like? What was my life going to look like? It went from this big canvas of what I thought my life was going to be to now a completely blank slate. And it was a friend of mine who reflected to me that specific statement. And it took me a couple of months before I started feeling comfortable to pick up a pencil and start drawing on it. But as soon as I started drawing, I felt more empowered. Then I picked up my, pe my pens and started filling in some color. Then I picked up my crayons and I picked up my markers. And then it became this beautiful, bright canvas of a new life of possibility. And understand that those things are possible. Like my podcast, for instance, I don't particularly care how I, for years I said to myself, I don't like my voice. You know, when you listen to your, you listen to your own messages on your phone, you say, oh my gosh, that's me. Um, so the fact that I have a podcast 
blows my own mind sometimes. I'm like, I can't believe I actually done this. And I love it. And I enjoy it so much because for years I limited myself and my voice because I didn't like how I sounded. Well, that doesn't matter. Just, it doesn't matter. What I know is I enjoy it so much and that brings that joy level up and it provides a space for people to connect and share and grow. That's the piece that brings me joy. Absolutely. I guess when you decided to fall in love with podcasting, mm-hmm. what from the place of making a positive impact on many mm-hmm. people on humanity. So it was like a selfless act rather than, and when you come from this place, when you create from this place, you know, all the limitations dissolve and fall away. You know, uh, does my nose look big in this video? Do I look good here? Does, you know, um, what does my voice sound like? I mean, it's incredible. Um, a friend of mine was on the guest, uh, was a guest on my podcast, and he said, because he sort of a, a, does a consultancy for content creation and confidence in, you know, public speaking, amongst other things. And he said, when we are um, in front of a client, face to face in the same room, and we are having a chat, you know, small talk, and then you start talking about your products and services, we never have the voice in our head saying at the same time during our presentation saying oh i wonder if i look at this in this outfit i wonder if my nose looks big i i wonder if the client is going to think my voice is funny you know we never have those things so he said that's how you have to approach it when you create content whether it's video podcasting audio whatever it is and you know i totally agree i mean and also i think it's about the message isn't it you know your authenticity your uniqueness and you are in congruence with your soul you're sharing this powerful passion that you have for life and for helping people and that is uh, that can go viral you know people people love that because it's relatable right there is always someone out there could be that person listening or watching or could be their friend who's going through something similar which you are going to be impacting positively and then they're going to come to you and say jocelyn could you help me how did you change your life in three months, in six months? Mm-hmm. What are the steps? I want to have that. Can you help me, please? Because people know, as you said, people have been in therapy 10, 15, 20 years and they had no results. And they said, oh, so how do you change your life in three months? And you are thriving. I mean, you know, you said your age at some point in the podcast, but you look about 25. So this oh, is thank you. No, seriously, I'm not joking. You see, when you are shining brightly from, from the the source in congruence with your soul, with your true passion, true love, which resides within you, you there is no age. It actually improves your health, your well-being, your skin. You become younger. You look younger. You feel younger. You have more energy. It's incredible. It's like the weight is lifted off your shoulders. Because also you mentioned you climb the mountain and what is going to be at the, at the other side of the mountain. But I also say to people, you have to know your values. You, know to, you need to know your goals and your objectives, but also who you truly are. Because you might be spending years climbing the wrong mountain. And this is not just in relationship. This is in job, in business, yes. in whatever. So, so, you know, it's a different contribution it's a different creation when you are climbing the right mountain you know because we all have 168 hours in a week so how do we use those hours 
if we are using them to climb the wrong mountain for the next 10 years, we're going to feel tired. We're going to feel like if we're going to feel and look double our age. But once you start and we're going to feel really unfulfilled. And yeah. I'm glad you brought that up because I think there are many, many people out there who set these goals for themselves based on other people's desires for them that become what they believe that they need to be. Absolutely. Um, yeah, so you, my, my show specifically, I, I, my show is called Leap and I talk with coaches and healers about why, why they were inspired to take a leap of faith in starting their businesses. And for each and every one of them, but there's a rare exception, but almost every single one of them have been on a track of corporate America or corporate, wherever they are, because I do interview from, from around the world, but they start on this corporate track and they, their goals often are career based on, oh, when I get to that level of director or CEO or leadership, whatever it is, and they attain those. Right? They get to that, that pinnacle, that thing that they've been striving for for their entire life, and they get to that spot, and they look around, and they realize they're unfulfilled, they're unhappy, they thought what this was going to be was it's not at all what it actually is, and actually a lot of them were super unhappy, super unhappy, and they had spent 10, 15, 20 years of their lives trying to achieve that, but what's interesting is when you go to the root of that, back to that root, it was never actually something they really wanted. It was something that someone else in their community had implanted them of what they're going to be. It's someone else's label that they put on, that they created within their self, right? And, and we, were, we all have done this, all of us, because we are, the way that we begin to create our def definition of self happens in the first seven years of life, right? And, and if you aren't aware of that, which you know, people come to that at, at some point, some people never learn that, but um, people who understand this, especially like myself, I have a young child who's under the age of seven, I now have the ability to be a little more conscientious about how I communicate and how I educate my son. Now, I'm only one person in this community, but we do start to create these definitions of ourselves in these first seven years, and it can be based on such minuscule things um like a friend of mine was sharing the other day that when she was born that you know, her, her, her parents were this, this several years later but her father had been an alcoholic for many years but he stopped drinking and, and was was clean and on the day of the, her birth he drank and that was the end of the story and so for her she created a whole story around, I caused my father to drink again. What was neglected from sharing that story for many years was he was drinking in celebration because he was so happy to be a parent. That though, that piece was integral. It was never shared in that part of the story. So for 20, 30 years of her life, she created this whole story that she was the cause of her father's alcoholism. And how that then started to play a role in how she showed in life and how she was you know, the cause of dysfunction within her family, right? Which was none of it was true. None of it. Yeah. That was a definition 
that she put upon herself based on other feedback from other people. And we've all, that's happened to each and every one of us throughout our lives. So it's, you know, when you talk about this rapid transformation, it is going to the root of that and pulling that weed out because it's a weed and then nourishing and then planting a new seed and nourishing that new seed. That's how we create change. And that's how we create change in a rapid fashion. Um, and that's a lot of what I do with, with my clients. It's, it's something that I experienced in my own being and, and I continue to support. So it's, it's beyond just positive self-talk. Now, mindset is, you know, is part of this, but it's really understanding that we are part of a larger conscious state and we're all connected. And these little things that we say in our head are really little to really non-existent altogether. And when we can step out of our mind and step into our being and understand we're part of this larger space, it starts to shift how you actually show up. Absolutely. I totally agree. I have the same experiences with my clients and perhaps before I started doing what I'm doing, uh, perhaps I had some experiences in my own life. And I totally agree. It's all about stories. It's the stories that we tell ourselves. And often it's the stories that we're not even aware that we've been telling ourselves. And it's, as you said, it's a small shift. It's not a huge shift. It's a story we've been saying to ourselves based on some past experience 10, 20, 30 years ago. And if we just shift slightly that story, we have a different life. And that's the cause of the problem. And some people who come to see me, we identify that when they were five years old, parents didn't come to their dance recital at school. So that, or the father didn't come because he was working. So the child now is experiencing in a 40 year old body, that five year old girl saying, if my father loved me, he would have come. My father doesn't love me, he abandoned me. So she has so many issues because of the story she's been saying to herself in her mind for the last 35 years. And she, all her important relationships in her life have been dysfunctional because of that story of the five-year-old girl living within herself as a, as a, in a 40-year-old body. So we all have had um, similar experiences to a degree obviously varies to everybody but as you said from zero to seven it's the most important years that so what we can do for our children um, during those years it's paramount you know doesn't matter how many degrees they're going to have how many achievements mm -hmm. how many accolades as adults but if we do not focus during those first seven years as a foundation they're going to struggle So, Until they get to a point where they, they find themselves working with their own coach well, or yeah. finding some resolution within themselves. Um, because we all, we, every one of us is, is on no, a different no, journey and looks through their own self. No, I agree. But at the same time, you know, what I teach a lot of, because uh, in my book, uh, which is right here, I don't know if I showed it to you before, but in my book, there is a chapter, <laughs> there's a chapter which is um, called uh, How to Have... Uh, an amazing relationship with your children and because I do coaching on that as well so what is important is that as adults we identify with the three important aspects of who we are there is a being which is the foundation then the doing and having 
And most people only focus on doing and having rather than the being. That's why there is no alignment. So what I teach my clients and also I've written a book like In-Depth Explanation is that you need to teach the children from very young age the separation of the being, doing and having. That I love you, you are amazing just for existing. Now, when you break a glass, when you drop the plate from the dining table while we're having the dinner, that is doing, that is an action. So you can explain to the child that that action is unacceptable and you can discipline them for the action, but you have to watch the language, what you say. You cannot say you're a bad boy. If you keep saying you are, you are attacking their being. Their being is perfect. You need to say thank you to your children for just existing, for being alive. You're amazing. Mommy, daddy loves you so much. Now, come sit on my lap. When you broke that glass, when you pushed your sister, that is a no-no. That's unacceptable. Those, that action, so you see, the doing and the being is separate. So the child grows up to understand that as a human being, I'm perfect because I came from that source. Now, as I'm growing up, I'm going to be doing actions that I'm still learning. I don't know how to do many things. Even as adults, we don't know how to do many things. We're still learning and growing, right? And, you know, we make mistakes. Some companies um, like Microsoft, um, Amazon, Google, some of these big companies, they pay people to make mistakes. They said, we don't want you with a university degree because you are already shaped to think in the box. We want you to think there is no box. So come here, here is the good pay and go and find so many ways to do so many things and make as many mistakes as possible. And we're gonna pay you for that. And that's how people invent new products, new services. They invent new cures for things, you know? Um, so it's very important to teach the children to separate because that's when they, you know, people say, keep your inner child within you. Well, the inner child is always there because we come from that place. We come from that source of infinite creativity, infinite love, infinite abundance. But by, you know, separating from that and just focusing on doing and having, we lose it. That's why people see therapists when they're adults. They see coaches when they are adults because they're trying to reconnect back to all those lost years of 20, 30, 40 years of being away from the being. Mm -hmm. And what you have done for yourself and what you are doing for your clients is incredible. It's exactly that. And I know you're going to be busy for decades to come. <laughs> productive. I'm not a fan of the word busy. You're going to be productive and transforming people's lives for decades to come. I love that. I prefer that because busy to me sounds like you're filling a gap. You're, you're oh, trying to keep your keep your schedule full for the sake of being full oh, versus yeah, no. keeping versus your schedule is is has all sorts of amazing experiences within it and and um, clients and conversations and connections that are that are done that are created on during your day because you are making a profound difference in the way that you show up in the world. Absolutely, yeah. I totally agree. And when you said like show up in the world, that's very important because, uh, you know, people sometimes worry, you know, how do I show up? But, you know, by having the clarity and as you said, focusing on the values and so many other aspects of who they are as a human being, 
then they can show up authentically because you know everybody has a right to be here everybody has a purpose and it's a unique purpose for us why we're here each and every one of us so um it's incredible and what i want to ask you um if people want to listen to your podcast where can they find it where is it available Okay, so you can find, uh, find me in a couple ways. Anything about me, everything else will be on my on my personal page of Jocelyn Bellows on Facebook. Um, and as far as the podcast itself, um, I, my Instagram um, handle is What's Your Leap, and that's where you can find information about my podcast and just about me in general and how I show up in, in my coaching services. And you can find my podcast on any anywhere the podcasts are available at What's Your Leap. Amazing. And if people want to hire you as a coach or they want to subscribe to some of your uh, online events, some of your courses, one-to-one coaching um, is on your Facebook page. Is that correct? I mean, my personal Facebook page. Everything is done to my, my personal page. They, they send you a message. Or, and mm-hmm. I believe you're also on and LinkedIn, LinkedIn as well, right? And, and LinkedIn and Jocelyn Bellard as well. People can send you a message through LinkedIn as well. And, uh, mm-hmm. Okay, is there an email address you'd like to mention in case people write um, to you? Yeah, my email address is whatsyourleap at gmail.com. Perfect, perfect. And before we go, um, for people who are going through certain things and they want to uh, improve, they want to have some sort of practical, applicable steps to start their day, what kind of rituals uh, would you recommend? that they sort of form into their habitual behavior every day, habitual rituals every day? So first thing is when you wake up in the morning, I know it's, it's a tendency that we want to like wake up and reach right for our phone. Like what time is it? I know like for myself, I don't have a clock in my, in my room. Um, so it's before you reach for that device and that other that external thing, your mind is clear first thing in the morning because you're just waking up. So if you can, Leave, your, leave a journal by your bedside and just write down whatever comes to you. It doesn't have to be prolific thought. It doesn't have to be thinking anything amazing, but write down, write for five or 10 minutes um, when you first wake up in the morning and whatever's coming through is gonna give you some clarity because your mind is clear. So start there before you reach for any device. Um, and one of the other things I add to that is as you're writing too, you write down a couple of gratitude statements. If you're in it like, if you're in a really, really negative place, that might not necessarily be <laughs> a way to start. But if you're starting to like find yourself starting to shift into a more positive sense, because we do, we, we all go through these highs and lows of life. When you're starting to feel a little better, write down those things that you're grateful for that maybe happened yesterday, or you're grateful for because you're looking forward to for the day to come. Um, it starts to shift your perspective of how you're going to show up in that day. Um, so start there. Uh, <clears throat> and then at the end of your day, before you go to bed, um, you know, if I, I'm not particularly a TV watcher, um, however, if, you know, a lot of people do tend to, you know, they'll watch TV as, as a form of relaxation before their, as they close out their day. Give yourself 10 to 30 minutes of silence at night before you go to bed. Um, and start with some breathing exercises. They have a lovely breath exercise where you breathe in for four seconds, you hold it for four seconds, and breathe out through your mouth for seven seconds. You can just do that for like three to 10 times. It starts to just slow your, slow your body down. And then for, if you set a timer, maybe for 10 minutes, five, 10, 15 minutes, up to 30 minutes of quiet, 
sitting in just silence, either in the light or in the dark, but by yourself, no device, no external noise around you. Just allow your body to quiet itself before you go to bed and notice how, how relaxed you, you will fall into a deeper sleep and more relaxed state. So those are little practical, practical tips that I encourage everyone to, or encourage people to try and experiment and play with. Yes, of course. Um, and then they can also um, create their own sort of system that works for them. But, you know, it's great that they try certain things and see what works for them, right? There's no sort of mm -hmm. template, which for some people like to do meditation. Some people might just want to do breathing, whatever works for them, but try it, right? Mm -hmm. And before we go, what is the impact you would like to have on humanity while you are here? Um, biggest impact is that I, I really want to see everyone to learn how to love themselves first it's something that i because it's my own this is my own um truly love and honor who you are show up as you are understand that you have everything to quote star wars you have everything you need you always have but turn inward acknowledge that for yourself and then allow yourself to shine that beautiful light that you are into the world and share those gifts with others. That's amazing. May the force be with you. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> and for our listeners and our viewers to understand the way algorithms works for all the podcasting, um, share this episode, give it a review and subscribe because this is how the podcasting algorithms work the more people subscribe and share we grow the grow the audience this is non-for-profit podcast so please um do do this with my podcast the human experience but also go to um jocelyn's podcast and do the same uh, we much appreciate it we work very hard to create amazing content to inspire people to make positive impact with humanity and we would appreciate if you can help us um, change for many, many lives around the world. So it was an absolute pleasure, Jocelyn, to have you on my show. And I'm sure this is the first of many collaborations that we are going to work on together. And uh, all the best, my friend. Thank you very much. Alan, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Uh,